Hello, and welcome to episode 159 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Henny? Yes. Okay, a couple of things. One is that I went to the movie yesterday for the first time in, in Peru. We went at 3.30, we bought the tickets online, so all that's good, and we're going to see Downton Abbey. Okay. We get there, and just like in Canada, you know, sometimes you go into, and it's like the, a small theater you yeah. know, and you're just, and there's hardly anybody there. So yeah. we get in, there's like three people, you know, but you still yeah. have your, your like row H, seat seven and eight. Okay, perfect. Right. We're sitting there. It's okay. Yeah. And so then they start the trailers for other movies. Okay. But not like, not ads, like trailers. Because like in Canada, what they do now, and I mean, yeah. not like, not just in 2022, like what they've been doing for the last 10 years, maybe in Canada is like the lights go down a tiny bit. Then they have like ads for things like no, they have was... ads for Scotiabank and ads for like whatever. And then the lights go down even more. And then there are the trailers. I'm trying to remember where we were when we saw some some thing because it was for Claro and it was the same guy who had the who had the eyebrows that that were touching. And we were like. Both Phil and I were like, why? Like, why didn't they do something with this guy? But then that, that was part of the whole ad because then the whole family came out and they all had eyebrows like uh, that. Okay. Then, then yeah. it was very funny. Okay. But no. Okay. Well, here's the thing, Henny. I actually okay. don't know because all I could hear were people talking, but the screen was blank. And I said, well, this is an interesting way. I didn't realize in Peru, this is how we watch a movie. We just have, it's really, <laughs> I, I said, Phil, it's not a movie. It's a hear V. So when you say you hear people talking, it's not that the people in the theater were talking over the trailers. It's no. that the sound for the trailers was on, but there was nothing in front of you to see. Oh, correct. I can. I actually took a photo because I was going to send it to you because it was literally a blank screen. <laughs> Lit up like it was like, you know, like like there should have been a picture. Yeah. So... Oh, dear. And, and, and it's all in English because it's like for movies that are going to be coming out mm -hmm. and whatever. So we're sitting there. And then I said to Phil, I'm like, okay, is, like, what is happening here? Like, is someone going to like fix this? And he's like, well, there's some employees standing up there. I'm like, yeah, I know. But I don't think that the guy who's like at the broom and the thing in his hand is the guy that's running the projector. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Right. Something tells me these are two different people, two different jobs. <laughs> However, there's probably not anybody there. They just pushed a button in the projector room and someone's and then they walk away right yes 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 so anyway then all of a sudden like the movie starts now i'm listening to the movie but i don't see the movie i can hear the downton abbey stuff and then they start you can hear people talking and so phil's like oh, okay so then phil gets up so then the girl comes out and then the lights all go on and then they're like oh blah, blah, blah. and i said are we not seeing a movie today? Like, because I don't know what they're saying. I said, are we not seeing a movie today? <laughs> Is this whole thing being canceled? <laughs> yeah. Because let's just pitter-patter, go get our money, and let's just get out of here, right? So, nope. No, he said, oh, they're going to restart it. And they wanted to know, should we restart it from the front, from the very beginning, or should we restart it um, uh, just from where it's at? Clearly, from the beginning of the movie, thank you very much. <laughs> no kidding. Why would you start now? What? Oh, no, it didn't matter. Those first five minutes of the movie, not important. <laughs> yeah, so 30 minutes was the movie time from when it was starting. So the movie started at 4 o'clock. Anyway, anyways, it was fine. I, I I think that I haven't been to the movies, and I don't even know the last time I went to a movie. I, it's the first time here, so at least three years. It's whatever. But I think I was sitting too close because there were times when I thought I was, I was going to vomit. Like, I was very nauseous. 
Really? So especially when it, maybe it was just because of how wide it was and how close. Yeah. yeah. But, we, but we weren't really close. Like, right. Anyways, it was it was an interesting feeling. I did. I had to close my eyes sometimes oh, wow. when they had certain shots. Anyway, did you watch Downton Abbey? No, never. Oh, okay, Although okay. my like my longtime girlfriend loved it, and her parents watched it with her, and the three of them just loved it. Okay. But no, I never saw it. Okay, so the movie the movie actually the movie was very good because it's been I don't know how many years since like the series finished mm-hmm. and it, it sort of tied up a bunch of loose ends so okay and, okay. and like all the original people were in it again so that right. was nice that's so nice that was, so that was fun um and so, at one point I'm, I, said, I looked at Phil I'm like are you, you going to cry like and he's like well it was kind of emotional I said oh <laughs> I, I wasn't I didn't I, I had no emotion from it like <laughs> that's uncommon yeah <laughs> <laughs> um would you go again no, because once I've seen a movie, I'm not going to go watch it again. No, I don't mean the same one. Oh. I mean, like, would you go to the movies again? <laughs> um, I probably would go again. Yeah, I would go. I would go again. Phil okay. Phil went when I was in Canada in March, and he, I think he, I forget what he saw. Okay. Anyways, he went to, like, the same kind of thing, like, you and Mark go to all the time, you know, like, uh. where you can order food, and they bring it to you, and you're in those big things. Just... Yeah. We decided to go to a mall because then I wanted to go and look at some sneakers. So it was right. just convenient that we go there rather than to one of these other standalone kind of things. I really like um, the VIP theater. I have to tell yeah. you. I really yeah. like it. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, I remember when I went, when I lived in Paris, we went to the movies. We went to the movies a couple of times. And by a couple of times, I mean probably four. So a few times. But I remember the first time we went being very taken aback with sort of the the culture of going to the movies in Mm -hmm. Paris as opposed to in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Because what happened was the movie was at a particular time. And this was not like you didn't have specific. Oh, yeah, you did. You had specific seats that you went into. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a VIP theater or anything. Like, it was a regular movie theater. Uh, but you had seats that you went to. And the movies, like, let's say the movie started at 7.30. So we got there at, like, 7.20. You know, got our snacks. First of all, in in France and in a lot of uh, European countries actually when you go to the movies you can get salt po- salty popcorn or sweet popcorn yes is same very here. different same from, here which is yep. very different from North America yep. but uh, so we got our like we got our snacks we go into the movie theater it's like 7.20 7.25 like a few minutes before the movie starts the theater is empty like empty and we were like, okay, great. Like, we've got the theater to ourselves. Like, awesome. And so we sit down, we find our seats, we get there and then the lights go out completely and we're like completely dark. We're like, okay, this is weird. And then the lights came on and then the trailer started. And it was almost like the lights were out and then the lights came back on was like the warning, like things are starting. But then the lights were full on during the trailers, like not even dimmed, like fully on and and then, so the trailers happen. So there's like 10 minutes of trailers, whatever, like 15 minutes of trailers, same as how there is in North America. Mm-hmm. And then everything stopped. 
And so then okay. the screen is off. The lights are on. Then people start coming in. There was like a 10 minute lull between when the trailers happened and when the movie started. Oh. And so no one comes for the time of the movie because no one cares about that. And so uh. they all come like 20, 25 minutes late in time for the actual movie to start. And then the same thing happened with the movie. All the lights went out. But then the lights didn't come, like, only a few lights came back on. It was dim during the movie. Yeah. But that happened the first time, but that happened, like, that happened every time we went. Like, that is how things operate. And it was just so strange the first time. I was like, what is happening? And I'm telling you, that theater was full. Full. So interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so interesting. Um, So the, the sweet and salty here, too. But I don't know if they, this is what they did there. But when they you had the the bowl or the like, actually these were more like square kind of rectangular boxes, right? Yeah. That they actually have a divider in it, so yes. that you have half and half, and then you pull the thing out if you want to mix oh. them together. No, that was not the case. Yeah, that was so that was, that so, was, that was so that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, in Hong Kong, it was always so cold with the air conditioning. They would bring you blankets. Oh wow. Yeah, I would love a little blanket at the movie theater. Yeah, and that was the first, like when you went to go buy your tickets, like you came up on the screen and then you chose your seats right on the screen or whatever. Right. And that, I mean, we're talking, that was 2010, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, that wasn't an option at home at that point. No. I don't think. You yeah. just, like, you know, you if you didn't get there early enough and then if there was one seat here and one at the end of the row, you're trying to ask people and whatever. To move around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So crappy really it's a crappy system so is that the same system it is now or do you always get assigned seats i don't think you always get assigned seats here like i mean why in the vip you do but in other theaters you do too like if you go to the avx or if you go like if if but but i think just like a regular old movie theater i don't think the seats are assigned but if I'm wrong, someone correct me. I don't I don't typically go to a movie. I'm trying to think like if I go to a movie, I either go yeah, I either go to the VIP cinema mm-hmm. or like or I would go like with a school group. In which case that's a whole other like that's a whole other ball game, right? Right. Yeah. So, anyway. But yeah, no, if if someone knows better than us, let us know. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, but I don't think so. I think just a regular old movie theater. I don't think you you pick your seat. Okay, so there's that. The second thing is so Saturday night. Phil Phil's like, oh, there's a movie. He said it's it's about some guy that climbed like the fourteen peaks in the world that are over five thousand meters. Okay, and uh, and and so he said like, you know, do you want to watch that? And I was like. Yeah, that sounds kind of interesting. Right? I've it's heard of four- this. What is it called? Peaks. Fourteen Peaks. Yeah, I've heard of this movie. It was very well done, actually. I've heard. I've but heard Henny, that. here's what I'm going to tell you. So as if the movie starts and the guy starts talking, and then they they actually go back and talk about his childhood because he's actually from the he's living in the UK, but he he is in a, um, Nepali. And so he's talking about it and then they're talking about stuff. And then he was in like, I think they're called Gerdas. There's this, like the elite force of, uh, and, and for the, of the Nepalese army. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that when you, 
there's an elite force and then they you can apply to be part of the british force oh okay okay so so anyway they're talking about this and i'm like how do i already know this how do i know that i i already knew that information like how how do i know that yeah and so then we start looking at the guy and i said to phil and he's talking about the years what he's when he did when he climbed and Mm -hmm. then i i did uh because he's he's done a lot of them a lot of times but obviously because he's in nepal like Mm -hmm. he's gone back and he's he's done base camp many times right and i'm like oh my god phil this is the guy the cocky guy that was coming with the group and all like you and i were like the guy's a cocky whatever we don't want to listen to him but as we were climbing to go to base camp he was actually climbing with some of the people he was going to be i think he was taking people with him to do it and the, the rest of his team were meeting with all of their backpacks and stuff because you can a lot of teams helicopter to that point oh. to the base camp and then they do the it's 45 days to get to the top from there then i don't forget how many right. camps are along the way and then I'm like, this is the freaking guy. I We are 99% sure that we actually met this guy. The year before he did this because we climbed in 2017 and he started filming this in 2018. Oh, wow. Isn't that, we were looking through, do we have a picture? And then we're like, no, because we didn't like the guy. Yeah, yeah. So you steered clear. Oh, wow. So, yeah. so now, what? Well, which I haven't done. I don't know, Phil, that we were going to go back and look and see, like, I'm sure there's a list where we can find all, like the years that he's done all of his climbs and stuff. Yeah. 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 But there were some photos and then I saw, and I'm like, it has to be, because I remember like literally Henny, he talked about the Gerdas and how he was this. And then he went to the UK and 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 this such such specific information that there's no reason that you should have known that information. Like, and Never. nor could that story have been someone else's story, right? Yeah. Yeah. His name wow. is, Nim. I think his name is like uh, Nim. Nim's, Nim's die is what they call him. But they yeah. always call him Nim's. Super interesting. Anyways, it was a really, really good movie. Okay. It was and does, good the, movie. does the movie end sadly? No, it does not. I thought I oh, did. Okay. I thought he did. But then I didn't want to look at him. But no, okay. no, okay. no, no, no. I mean, now he's like made up basically what he did was he he summited the 14 peaks in how many 14, 14 months? Was it 14 yeah. or seven or seven months? Might have been okay. seven months. And no, I can't remember. Wow. wow. A big detail. And the first person to do the all 14, uh, he did it, it took him 16 years. But that was like 1978. Right, right. But he, he finished, yeah. So anyways, it was a Wow. It was a good movie. Yeah, uh, I think that I've heard the, the, like I've heard people talk about this movie before. Because has it all, I mean, the story that you, like, that you remember with detail about this guy is not familiar to me. But in general, the movie is familiar. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, he couldn't even get funding. He quit his job. I mean, there was just like all of these things. He remortgaged his house to get the funding to do this. Um, there's really cool things that happen oh it looks like he climbed this year to everest 2022 he must have just done it because the season the season is open now yeah he just did it this year three days ago i can see now he's he does advertising for mont blanc for some watch and whatever so he took a risk in it i mean he wanted to do it he really wanted to do it just because he really felt that nepalese climbers don't get 
the recognition on the world stage that they do, it usually ah. tends to be white white men. Yeah. That do. And, Interesting. And, and without these Nepalese um, climbers, like the, the, the Sherpas, mm-hmm. no, nobody can get to the, nobody can get to the, to yeah. the top of Everest without them. They have to have them. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and these guys are doing it, you know, sometimes more than once, once a year, you know, going up there. So yeah. anyways, anyways, wow. yeah. So that was kind of a fun thing. Oh, very cool. So you had a, an eventful movie weekend. I did have it. Did, did, did. And then the last thing was running yesterday for the first time. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about it. So I, well, you know, you know, I don't like to run alone, but I, but yeah. Phil was doing 10 K and I can't have him like start off. I, I decided I was going to start with three and one. So run for three minutes, walk for one minute. So right. then I decided, okay, how many am I going to commit to doing right now? So I thought, okay, I'm going to do six of those. Mm-hmm. So it'll be three out and three back. So right. it, that, and so anyways, I did that. So, but what was interesting is that the, the one long run route that um, Phil and I take, I decided I'm going to start and see how far I get. It just naturally got me to like a stoplight where I had to like, that was my walk. Then the next one got me to the next main intersection. And then the oh, last wow. one got me to actually a point. So I will, I'll, keep doing that for a bit and then I'll be able to see if I'm getting faster yeah 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 yeah. because you have a very distinct like uh at three minutes marker uh, landmark is the word I'm a very distinct landmark at where each of the three minutes ended yeah yeah so so what I would say is that um well uh my pace was slow which was fine because I I I didn't care it was more about seeing how I felt Hmm. my body felt okay I mean my my, I was like, I, I, sh- I needed to stretch more, I think was what I should have done before. Right. But, um, and my breathing really is bad. Like right. Phil, when I, when I came back, Phil's like, wow, like listen to you. And it took me a mm-hmm. while to recover, which is interesting, but that just shows you, I mean, it's been, it'll be f- four months, uh, on Sunday, it'll be since I've had surgery and f- I haven't run I ran with you in November and I think Mm -hmm. I ran once with Phil when I came back, like a 5k or something. And that's, so I haven't run since November, the end of November. So, and anyway, and it doesn't matter because you are like extremely active and doing a lot of different types of activities, Yeah, but each activity is different, right? So Mm -hmm. if your body is well-trained for one thing, it doesn't mean that it's well-trained for another. Exactly. And so, I mean, I was worried about swelling. I had no swelling. When I went to physio today, I told Hernan, who then told Paul, and I I think Paul was looking at me like, hmm, whatever. And I was like, I said, the surgeon, I said, Dr. Delgado said I could do it, run at four months. It's been four. It's, he said after another month, I said, it's been a month. It was a month. He's like, oh, you, you get things right down. I said, nope. He told me a month. I waited for the month. Yeah. But now I'm the ready. Is that? Yeah. 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 So, so that but, was good. But it's not just that you waited for the month. You also have been going to physio like yes. more, I, I'm going to say more than regularly, like borderline yeah. excessively. 
You know, yeah. you've been doing all of these different balance and strength and, you know, rebuilding and like all of these different exercises. You've been like eating well and taking care of yourself. Like you've been doing all of these things to get your body back into into yeah. shape in order to do that. So, I mean, it's more than just I waited the month. Yeah. No, true, true. Yeah. And I they, these this this session, this last like 10 sessions of physio is really kicking my butt. Yeah. really kicking my butt so which is good I mean I like it like yeah. I'm sweating and dying and yeah like running today I had to run like backwards on the treadmill like th- like th- at three different times like for three minutes like that's hard it's really hard yeah. to do run running backwards running on the treadmill. backwards it's not easy because he because then he's correcting and telling me how my foot placement needs to be right and so then it's like a lot of thought okay you have to be focused you can't because the one misstep and like you know yeah. you're gonna like wipe out yeah 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 <laughs> no, yeah well that's pretty. it you really hurt yourself <laughs> yeah yeah plus <laughs> remember i'm zipped into the i'm zipped into this thing so can you imagine i'd be like like i i just can't even imagine what would happen i'd be like yeah. don't know. and wearing a mask and wearing a mask which i'm like like and and having a hot flash i mean it's just all it's a it's a hot mess it's a whole hot mess <laughs> it's a hot mess hot <laughs> mess yeah <laughs> anyway okay i love that's it. enough about me. well that's a lot of big things so you had a busy movie watching weekend i yeah. had a fairly well not a fairly busy but i i i had a fairly busy reading weekend i will okay. say um, not really. I had an extremely busy weekend and I snuck some reading in there. Okay. But one of the books that I, so the book that I want to talk to you just a little bit about is it's actually a book that you came across when you yeah. were searching on Libby and you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, I have to read that book. That sounds fantastic. And the book is called No Place to Go. Yes. And it's, and it's by Leslie Lowe, yeah. who is actually from Halifax. Yes. I've read it. You read the book? Yeah, last week. You didn't even tell me. Oh, I know. I forgot. But I well, listened to it. I listened I, to the book. Yeah, I also listened to the book. I just, okay. I just yeah. finished it yesterday. Yeah. Well, this is great because now I don't just have to tell you about things. You can talk with me about it. Okay, perfect. Okay. So first of all, what a hoot of a book. Yeah. I have, there were a couple of things that I was a little critical about, but... For the most part, I found it really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it it starts with her, like, telling this story about, like, being out with her girls w- when one was an infant and one was a toddler. She had the stroller. She had the girls. And the bathroom was, like, either down or up a set of stairs. And so I think it was down a set of stairs. Mm-hmm. And so she had to leave the stroller with everything and like hope that no one took it and like headed down the stairs. And then the door was locked and she couldn't yeah. get into the bathroom and it was a whole big thing. And and so, you know, these sorts of things happen enough times and you realize that either there aren't a lot of bathrooms available to people out in public or there are bathrooms, but they're not actually accessible to yeah. a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons, mm-hmm. you know, or there are things about public bathrooms that are just not very conducive to having people use them, Yeah, you know, and, and so it, you know, it took her on a, a journey of figuring out what's going on with what's going on with the public bathroom situation yeah. and yeah. you know and and I 
a lot of the way that she wrote was very interesting and like mm-hmm. uh, enjoyable. You know, she talked very candidly about, you know, about bathroom behavior, you know, about as far as like what, like how people interact with the bathroom, what sort of things happen in the bathroom, like mm-hmm. things people like about the bathroom or don't, mm-hmm. what happens, wh- what has happened with, uh, um, like what has happened with bathrooms, like through history, history. Like, yeah. like how did, how did people get rid of human waste in history? And mm-hmm. then what, how, like what happened when toilets became a more of a common thing in European and North American houses for the most part. And like, you know, and just sort of going through all of those different things. I thought she did a pretty good job of talking about, you know, disparities in Mm. bathroom needs for women and men. And Mm -hmm. then what about bathroom needs in different cultures and different people, like different cultures, perceptions of what is normal for using the bathroom talking about bathrooms that are accessible or not accessible for people with various disabilities um you know I I thought she did a really good job of like hitting a lot of those different pieces I loved when she was talking about places that have public bathroom like places that have public (laughs) bathrooms that you pay for or that don't or that you don't and why is that and I mean there was so much in it that was so interesting yeah and I and I was really I was fascinated by it and and I I don't I was trying to think like why am I like why is this so fascinating to me but as a person who regularly needs to use the washroom, like yes, it and I don't have any digestive issues or mm-hmm. like any, like I just I drink a lot of like I drink a lot of liquid yeah. and I have to use the bathroom regularly. Like it's just it's just yeah. the way that it is. And so I I'm always like scoping out the bathrooms, you know, and like yeah, and especially like if I'm gonna go on a long walk, I need to know like is there going to be a bathroom along the way? Do I have to make sure I go to the bathroom like the second before I leave? Mm -hmm. Like, um, am I going to be able to use the bathroom the moment I get back? Like, or, you know, are there opportunities along the way? Like, like these are things that you have to think about. And I have no reason, like I have no physical limitation when it comes to using a bathroom. I have, like, I have no medical issue when it comes to a bath. Like I have no, I mean, I was going to say I have no like children and strollers and stuff, but in my, in my life of siblings and nieces and nephews, I, I have been that person with rollers and car seats and all things to, to navigate. So like, I do know that, but, but, so, I mean, for me, it's one thing, but I also have a sister who is chronically ill, who has extreme digestive issues. And Mm -hmm. so bathrooms are extremely important yes you know um yeah and like I I remember you know when my when my grandmother was still alive like it was all about where the bathrooms were and like and then she was she um was in a wheelchair for the last couple of years of her life and so that was a whole other thing and like Mm -hmm. you know and and yeah it's it's complicated yeah. And my mom also has digestive issues and more, I can tell you how many times where she's got to go like 30 seconds ago, you know? And yeah. so trying to find that, and it's not just 
finding it, it's and then it's locked and you need to find someone to let you in. And then there's a key and then there's a this and and you know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. all of these things, which a lot of us don't even have to think about. Right. Because Correct. it's not our because it's not our world. But, you know, I mean, uh, there were the, we we were in we were in London, London, England. Mm -hmm. And my mom ended up having an accident because mm -hmm. we could not find a washroom. Like, you know, worst, I mean, I, I felt so bad for my mom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just, it was, it was bad. It was yeah. bad. Yeah. But so what I, what I really, I really enjoyed, um, I really enjoyed the book also. I really, I, I like that when they call it a public bathroom, it's not really public because it's not, a, it's not available and ready for everyone. Mm-hmm. That um, you know, people who you know um, uh, live on the street or don't have a fixed home, mm -hmm. they need to go to the washroom just as much as we do. Like their body doesn't operate differently, yeah. and so they are left often with no choice but to find a corner, mm -hmm. like in a doorway, um, wherever to relieve themselves. Mm -hmm. And and so, why is it that? that you know we as a society look down on that yeah rather than to go back and look and see why is this happening yeah well, it's happening because they don't have access to a bathroom yeah then but but then you have the 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 the, the part of society that says yeah i know but then but you know what they do in there they're doing this in there they're wreck it you know mm -hmm. they're sleeping in there they're which which sometimes does happen mm -hmm. but it's not everybody no, it's not all. And time. and the the different like pieces of research that she mentioned, or different conversations she'd had with experts, or different books that she'd read, like it it almost suggested that that was the that was a a minimum number of cases. Yes. Yeah. 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 That that that's what that's the story that we that's been told exactly. That when whenever they're looking at like a a city has a budget. Yeah. And she quote she she actually you know has statistics on Toronto for instance when oh. how many they were supposed to have built mm -hmm. along what do you even call that the waterfront there oh. is there actually a name for it you know anyways down by the lake yeah along along, there. along Lakeshore along the along yeah. the the waterfront there yeah yeah so yeah the harbor front yes that that whole that, area that you know they they had um sort of given a, a timeline as to how many washrooms would be built, you know, what they were going to look like, this and that. But then what happens? There's a budget cut. Easiest thing to find some extra cash is to slash that. You can't you can't be a, a city like Toronto and really, really feel that you're invested in tourism. Well, and that came up again and again, like yeah. she talked about that in relation to Toronto, in relation to Halifax, in relation to some places overseas as well. Like these are major cities that have millions of tourists every year. How and, are you, yeah. you, you want, and the businesses want people yes. to be there in that downtown core to go to to potentially be spending money in their businesses so therefore you need to provide an opportunity for people to stay down there well and, and the, there's the other no thing, place to go to the bathroom well, i'm not saying yeah those businesses also don't want their restrooms to be used by non-paying 
mm-hmm. patrons, you know? I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, you, sometimes you go to a Tim Hortons and then there's, they're locked. Yeah. Or they've got the code thing. And she says that too. And then like someone actually tapes the code up because, you know, so, like they've been so sick and tired of somebody asking for it. Yeah. It was in a mall. I think it was in a, in, like in a, a food court or something, yeah. right? And the kid just tells it, you know, and it's like yeah. one, two, three, four, five. Like, yeah. And she was like, it doesn't matter that everyone knows it. And she's like, and so, and the kid was like, no, like she, he's like, it's not my rule. Like people should use the bathroom. It's the mall. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, yeah. Good, good on you. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing, the other stat I liked was, well, it wasn't a stat, it's a fact, mm-hmm. was that the, there was a bylaw passed in like 1921 that said that any service stations had to have restrooms built into mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and so that's probably why there are I mean you always know that when you go to a gas station mm-hmm. there's a restroom now mm-hmm. there's no guarantee they're going to be good they're no. going to look nice mm-hmm. but, but it's there it, but it's there and available yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so there were a couple of so one of the things on the sort of on that same line that was um like shocking to me but not surprising because I've noticed it as a person who sometimes needs a bathroom. In Toronto, we have over 75 subway stops. Yes, I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. 11 of them. Have Ridiculous. Bathrooms. Ridiculous. And the majority of those 11 aren't accessible once you've gone through the turnstile. Like you have to use the bathroom yeah. before you pay your fare. Yeah. 11 out of 75. Yeah. That was mind blowing to me. Like when you hear those numbers, it just is so real. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so that was crazy. But I also think that they were talking, she talked about like some of the new expansion on the lines and that there actually is a, um, there is a requirement Mm. that they have to have so many washrooms on the line, like bathrooms. Right. That could be. And yeah. And they like, still it's a long time to be on and if you get on at one point to another like you can actually travel quite a ways and not be at either stop that has that restroom because you know just because of the distance between them yeah so the other thing which is like do women all not try and figure out why oh why oh why are, is the woman's washroom line so freaking long? This was one of the best parts of the book. And the men's. And so she said, first of all, the majority of, of men believe that, like, women are in there just, like, shooting the shit. Yeah. But in reality, most of the time, if they might pat their hair done, maybe put a bit of lipstick. But women are in and out. And and mm-hmm. even if they're in there at that, they're not using the, they're not using the stalls. Sure. So... Difference is that men have urinals and stalls. In in most cases, they have yeah. one and a half times and sometimes two times the number of facilities to use at one time. So, yeah. and she had all these different examples of places where it was like, there were two stalls in the women's bathroom, there were two stalls in the men's bathroom and four urinals. Like, yeah. So that means two women can use the bathroom and six men could potentially be using the bathroom all at the same time. Like, like yeah. none of that makes sense. 
and the length of time that it takes because this was the women, other part that I was like, this is fascinating to me. Women, women take, it takes longer for us to go to the washroom just because we have, just because of the way our body is and the way that we are, we have to situate ourselves, right? But, but so, she said even like, even statistically, it takes women longer to empty their bladders. Yes. So yeah. they had, they had this huge study that they did where I think it was like, women took in one study they said women took like 60 seconds or yeah. up to 90 seconds yes. to empty their bladders whereas men was like 30 to 40 or something like yes. that like like there's something about our physiological makeup that mm. is like just different so everything yeah. just takes longer yeah and they also said that i mean not all men use a urinal but most men do and right. so it's literally just going up they're not even having to lock anything like they're not having to like wipe off the seat because someone's tinkled on it uh, or whatever of, like, you know what i mean thing. all of these things like they're not looking for toilet paper they're not in their bag trying no. to figure it out they're not like oh my god this one's empty like there's so many things also that in the majority of cases it's women are taking care of other people and need to help them. So then that also takes longer. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh my goodness. Lot, lots of fun stuff in there. Lots of fun lots stuff. Of fun stuff. Yeah. I felt like there was a section where she talked about, you know, historically some of the perceived issues with male washrooms and mirrors and cruising. Yes. I yeah. felt like that was poorly handled. I, I found it distasteful. I I think yeah. it was sort of like she maybe read it and so mentioned it, but clearly she didn't really have an understanding of it. I'm yeah. not sure how factually based any of that was. Like I've there yeah. was that one tiny little section that I was like that needed to be left out because that's not it's not adding it wasn't adding to her her message so i that i i wasn't really into yeah. that section but the rest of it was really yeah. quite fascinating if you're yeah. at all interested in <laughs> bathroom business um or just the way that something that we don't necessarily think of has such an impact on our society mm -hmm. it's definitely worth a read lots yeah. of Canadian content too she talks yeah. a lot about uh things that happened in or things like issues in um England and Ireland. She talks about a few examples in the United States, but a lot of the examples come from Halifax, Toronto, and Vancouver in particular. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and she also, there's a section that she talks about some of the um, the, the initiatives that are being undertaken to help, um, like, <laughs> relieve this issue. Did you like that? I love that. Good. I like <laughs> very funny. Yeah. yeah. And so when Phil and I were in um, Denver last year, we actually saw one of these uh, portable stations um, that they were talking about because uh, Colorado is one of the states that actually has invested in buying buying some of these. Mm -hmm. um, the one that we saw was uh, washrooms and showers. So it was taking it to different areas of the city where people who were in need of having a shower were able to do that. And, um, you know, with giving them also something to eat if they needed it, there was some clothing there if they needed it. But like I have all, all of the stuff, you know, yeah. that's necessary for people to, um, you know, to, to, to do that. Yeah. yeah. To, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I to have that basic human right, really. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. really yeah. cool. Yeah, anyway, yeah. it was a, uh, it was a good time. Was it was. <laughs> it was a it was a good time. The book was. I would I would uh, recommend it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. here's the other thing that I got into that I've I kind of had forgotten about, and then I just recently, like yesterday and today, listened to a couple of episodes of a podcast that mm -hmm. that we had listened to before, and I kind of forgot about it. Buy the book. Yes. So yeah. So yeah. So the Buy the Book podcast is a podcast, and the two there are two hosts, and they. Yeah. The, the premise of the podcast is they have a like a self-help book that they read and then they yes. live by the rules of the book for two weeks. And then yes. they talk about their experiences and they decide whether or not this book is, is good, right? And yeah. so the reason that I was reminded of it is because Tim has been listening to it this season and he said that this season, all of the books that they're living by are books that listeners have recommended. Ah, okay. So one of the books that they lived by was Atomic Habits. Yeah. By James Clear. So I yep. listened to that episode. And one of the books that they actually one of the books they listened to was the Burnout, the the Unlocking oh, yeah. yes. Cycle. I haven't yep. listened to that episode, but that was one of the books on the list. And the other one of the other books that they listen or that they lived by that I haven't read before but I think I'm going to is called You're Not Listening and it's yes. by Kate Murphy yeah. and and so I was listening to that episode of by the book where they lived by that episode or by that book and it sounded really interesting so I wanted to mention a couple of things so first let's talk about Atomic Habits yeah so you've read Atomic Habits yes and I've read it and I quite enjoyed it when I read it. Yeah. I think what I liked about Atomic Habits was it was very straightforward. It was very simple. Mm -hmm. It was very in line with things that I already understood to be beneficial when you're thinking yeah. about building and developing positive, healthy habits, right? right. Things like... It's not good enough to just have a goal, but you need a system in place yeah. in order to work towards that goal that mm -hmm. you need to have like tiny little things that you do over and over and over again so that they become, you know, natural to do, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, tracking things to keep track of when you're doing things and when you're not doing things and, you know, figure, you know, figuring out what works for you, making things easy, right? So setting yourself up for success by making it as, as absolute easy as possible to follow those habits. Like he had all those types of things in the book and I, and it, it all was really like doable and livable and, and I really liked it. So the women on this podcast Kristen and Jolenta are their first names and they're talking about their experience living by this book Sandy it was yeah very, they're very humorous yes it was very funny they did not like the book <gasps> really really they did not like the book at all um and that was really interesting so the one criticism they had was that they thought the book was too long and repetitive. Huh. I'll give I'll give them that it's repetitive, but I yeah. feel like that's not necessarily a bad thing in this type of book. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. when 
when you have a book like this, it you kind of need to have it repeated to you again and again and again, right? So, so yeah. I I understand the criticism, but I under I also understand probably the the distinct choice that the author and the editor made to have it that way. Um, they also criticize it that it felt very much like just this is his thinking and it wasn't like well enough sourced or cited like and and okay. they even said like there were things in it that he was talking about that I know that you know Jalenta said she's like I know these things because I've read them in other books but he never said that he got it from somewhere else so they were a little mm. critical about that which was okay so interesting and, and I didn't necessarily notice that when I read the book but maybe now that I've read so many other things if I went back and read it again yeah. maybe I would notice it I'm not sure yeah um but how did that? How does she know that 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 the other book, the people where she's read it, it didn't before, come didn't from here? Absolutely, that's totally possible, right? I don't yeah. know. So I think the thing that they didn't like about it the most was they didn't like that, like there was a real obsession with tracking things. Like uh -huh. neither one of them liked the idea of like tracking, you know, all of the things that you're doing or all of your habits or you know, like they just yeah. felt like it was excessive. And, um, and then of course, one of the girls has a history of, of eating disorder. So because yeah. so many of the examples were about exercise and nutrition and food and weight loss, right. um, yeah. yeah, you know, the, she, she was really having a, tr like having trouble sort of negotiating the book, like thinking about a goal that was not related to any of those things. Right. I see. And so I can yeah. appreciate that that's coming from a completely different perspective. Right. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah it was so fascinating to hear these, huh. hear these women talk about it and, and be so un unimpressed when I was like, wow, I really liked that one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not, and we, not just that we liked it. We, I mean, many times through WW workshop. Recommend it to other people. All the time. Yeah. 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 funny um I just I, I'd forgotten you know what I stopped following them because then they were doing one year of something that I really didn't care about uh it was like all the stuff like in their homes like something like that yeah. and I was interested so so I stopped because I really I mean we we talked about them quite a bit we liked yeah. them yeah 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 because they get their husbands also it's one yeah. of them's married to a Kiwi uh Dean yeah yeah oh my goodness he's so funny yeah and so they get them involved and I have to live it too and then and then oh yeah she used to have like episodes just with the husbands yeah yeah yeah, it's, yeah it's, I it. anyway I I just truly I've just listened to two random episodes okay. from this well, season and they were both delightful so the other one that I listened to was where they lived by this book called you're not listening is it you're you're not listening yeah you're not listening by Kate Murphy and that also it's the, this book sounds really interesting. Yeah. Just talking about the way that we live in a society that doesn't value listening, you know, mm -hmm. that fr right from the fact that we have like speech classes in high schools, but we don't have like listening classes, you know, yeah. we, uh, we spend a lot of time on our phone. So we're texting, but we're not actually conversing with people. So we're not necessarily yeah. listening, you know, and, uh, and then, you know, also talking about, you know, common patterns. And this is something that you and I have talked about before, like just with each other, but also on the podcast, you know, that when people are having a conversation that it's often 
the person who is the person who is listening or who should be listening is often either thinking about what they're going to say next or mm. interjecting with their with their examples and their experiences or like telling the other person like what's right or wrong about what they're saying or you know like like we we often don't just sit back and listen and let the person just talk until they're done mm-hmm and then contribute ourselves, you know, and and I think that's the the general gist of the book that it's like, this is why you need to take time to just listen to people, and this is how you can do it. Some you know some different like little ideas, like one of the example, one of the exercises was when you find yourself in a conversation, like don't say anything until someone asks you to yeah. speak like just be quiet until you are invited into the conversation and like just like little things like that and yeah it was interesting to listen to those kinds of ideas and then to hear mm-hmm. the the podcast hosts talk about their experiences doing that yeah um i was thinking a lot about the conversations that we've had too about, you know, responses, you know, when, when you are listening to someone and if you're truly listening to what they're saying and how they're saying it, and then knowing how to respond appropriately because you've listened well, like knowing if they're looking for you to give them some sympathy or if you're look if they're looking for you to offer them a piece of advice or you like, but you really have to be in tune with that person mm-hmm. to know what the response is that is prop that is beneficial for that moment. Right. Yeah. So I think for me, like in the last, in the last probably for sure, since I've lived here and maybe even before that I've become really more in tune to whether or not people have actually been listening when they've asked a question or when I've shared something and or or if they haven't at all Mm. and and for me if I've if I have shared something with you Mm. that is you know not like a, a very small like you know nothing and you don't remember that's fine right but more and more and more, I have found that I have shared something that's where I've been vulnerable or where, okay, I, I actually was out with someone the other day. Okay. And I, I have seen, I've seen her, I've seen her maybe only once or twice since December. Okay. But at, in December, I had this person and another person at my house okay. um, for lunch. For lunch. Yeah. And during that, it, the, the conversation came up about something that I've been going through for the last year, which has right. really been very difficult for me. Yeah. And you, you know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And um, for some reason, I shared that. And okay. when I did, I was crying. Mm, yeah. Like and, this was a this was a major divulging yeah. of information. Yeah. 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 Which which normally I wouldn't say because I I, I don't I, anyways for many reasons, but yeah. I did. And and both were very um, you know, the response was, you know, look they were, I'm really sorry that that's happened that you know, blah blah blah. It was it was a nice response. However, I went out with the one woman I, okay, and during that time nobody's ever asked me how I'm doing about it. Right. Since then. 
since then. Right. And then, and then I was out with this person and we were chatting and blah, blah, blah. And then she started asking me about something. And then I was telling her about different things. And then, and then she asked me some more specific things. And when I, when I, I started to say like what, basically what I'd already told her, she's like, Oh, I had no idea. I'm so sorry to hear that. What? It wasn't even like, Oh yes. Oh, I remember you said no. that. No, it, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, wow. difficult to, it's difficult for me to speak about. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, right now I'm okay. Yeah, but in yeah. December, December, I was not okay. Yeah. Wow. Those types of things, like, I'm like, you know, you don't actually care about me, mm -mm. you know, and I actually thought this person did. So. Right. Oh, that's, that's sad. Kind of, that's a bummer. You know, it's a bummer. Yeah. But, you know, I think I'm pretty good at remembering things. Like, I people here can tell me, like, they're going on a vacation, they're going doing this, or that mm -hmm. someone's coming to, like, and I actually will, like, then send them just, like, a random WhatsApp, mm -hmm. because I'll, I'll remember, because I'm good with dates. Mm-hmm. So then the date comes and I remember and so I'll but message even, them. But even if you aren't, like even if you aren't very good at remembering stuff, mm -hmm. if you were listening and you cared about what you were hearing, mm -hmm. you would either follow up if mm -hmm. it was appropriate mm -hmm. or if you'd completely forgotten you mm -hmm. would remember when it was being told to you again. You know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. people tell me details and then I'll forget, like, I don't know, like if I was having a conversation with a colleague at work or, you know, and we were, we were just mm -hmm. like chatting about something and then it came up, you know, about their children or something like, and then later, like a couple weeks later, we're chatting again. Like I'll say like, I know last time we were talking, you told me about your kids. Yes. How old are they again? Like, yes. like I don't remember necessarily remember all the details, but like, I still have a recollection of what you were telling me when I was listening to you. Yes. You yeah. Know? Yeah. 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 So I know like for me, I just find that like, I, I, and this particular thing, there were a few women here that I felt I could and it came up in different situations and different things. And out of all of the people, one person has then asked. Yeah, that's really crappy. You know, and it and it's a big thing. Like, it's a big yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I have to say that the person who is very good about stuff like that, you know, yeah, except, me. I mean, well, you, but, <laughs> just, but honestly, I don't think I'm actually that good at that. Oh, uh, but you are, because you remember, you do remember, you remember details and whatever. Yeah. However, I mean, I, for the, I don't even know how long, like before I actually met Steph in person. Uh, and she remembers like everybody's name. Yeah. And so that really like means a lot. And it yeah. really tells a lot about her. Like, even though we weren't, we weren't even speaking this yeah. is something through messaging so yeah even if she went back into old messages and asked again actually i think a lot of information she picked up off the podcast yeah i think so too i i think she's i think she's an incredibly an incredibly good listener yeah yeah, yeah. so thank you okay thanks, steph. yeah thanks steph so 
Um, if you could change one thing about, or like about your listening or like improve something about the way that you listen, like, is there something in your listening habits that you like, I wish I were, I wish I was more in tune with this, or I wish I were better at that or. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So I will tell you from, from me while you're thinking, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things that they mentioned as a strategy in the book, of course, to be a better listener is to put your phone away. Yeah. No, 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 for sure. And, and I'm, and I'm like, that's a problem for me. Like I, when people are talking to me and then my phone goes off, like I often will reach for my phone and like, Mm -hmm. I have to not do that. Like that's, it's rude. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I can't, and you can't fully listen to what someone is talking to you if you're also like looking at a text message on your phone yeah I I would say okay so I that is something that that when I met you I noticed right away and but you have you're a lot better now than you were thank you I I do I have worked on it yeah and I also there are times when if now I'm really much better at if I'm out with somebody my phone is in my bag I don't even have it on the table because there's, if there's one thing that drives me crazy yeah. is when people are like, oh, just give me a minute. Just give me a minute. Just, just give me a minute. Just, or they get, they get a, um, uh, a FaceTime call and then they take it when I'm sitting there. Oh yeah. No. You know, no, 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 no. If, if somebody, if I keep getting a message like that, if it's someone and I, I see it or, you know, and it's like somebody that never messages me like that, then I might say, do you know what? I, can I just take a look here? Cause this is really odd like this happens right but I would never be like oh hey I, I make a much more conscious effort when I'm with someone to put my phone away or at least to have it like face down yeah. so that I don't so that it's not like distracting me yeah. um because because if I'm listen I don't like a lot of people so if I'm spending time with a person, chances are I do actually want to be with them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yep. Phil knows that I can't listen and be on my phone at the same time. So he will, if he's asked me something and then I'm, and he'll be, and he stops talking, but I notice. Right. And I'll be like, what? And he says, no, because you're not going to be listening fully if you're on your phone. So then I, I will put my phone down. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. When you're listening to someone, that's, it's so rude. And like, totally. if someone did that to me, I would be really, like, really annoyed. So yeah, yeah it puts me off. Yeah, you know, especially, sure. and, and I've had it when it's been someone I've just met. It's like the first time that we're actually like socially going out somewhere and you're just like. And you're on is... your phone. Awesome. Yeah. 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 You know, anyway. So anyway, that's, that's the thing that I would like to continue to be better at, to be a better yeah. listener. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. Okay, I need to be better at that. Uh, and now I have to go and look for that book because it sounds like it's something like I really want to listen to. It sounds really good, right? Yeah, yeah. There, there you have it. There we have it. So I now, know. speaking of good listeners, there are a lot of people who listen to our podcast on a regular basis, and mm-hmm. they must all be spectacular listeners for putting up with us for a whole hour. <laughs> because you know what? One of the things that they said is in this book that you have to know when to stop listening. <laughs> so, well, Sandy, as always, a delight to chat with you. Totally, totally, totally. Always a delight. I guess we will chat later. Yes, we will. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We appreciate it. We'll be back Enjoy. next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen up. 
<laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>